and gentlemen, a saw good man, the better. Did I do it again? No. Well, well yeah, I thought you did it to be a dick, though. Uh, no. Oh, okay. That's fine. I just got excited. Not as bad as last time. It's fine. Better Call Saw Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Lance Peter Dave. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, Landspeeder. Yeah, do we give people context or just roll with it? Uh, I don't know. It's they don't trigger. exist anymore, so I'll go ahead. It's the most coked out Ewok I've ever seen in my life. I'm wearing a band t-shirt right now, and uh, the, the band's called Landspeeder, and they're a punk band that does Star Wars-themed punk songs. Nice. My favorite is Mr. Vader, Mr. Vader, mm-hmm. where he's asking Darth Vader permission to date his daughter, Leia. Which is? Luke's sister, right? Which is Luke's sister. See, I've never seen a Star Wars, right. and I just know this because that's how prevalent it is. Right. And once again, you would think of it like something like Star Wars would be right in my wheelhouse, but like yeah. I, I've just never seen it. I don't I know. I don't know is why. That, I mean, the visual effects are pretty groundbreaking for the time, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. It's a it's a fantasy story. It's, it's I guess it's comic book and graphic novel because I know that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it for some reason. But yet you watched like The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, up until oh, no, the you, you have all the books garbage the people. Dead. Yeah. What's talked about The Walking Dead is like what I don't understand is like eventually they came across these people who lived in a garbage dump, which okay, that makes sense because there's okay. a lot of resources at the garbage dump. Yeah. But the people who inhabit the garbage dump talk like what cartoons make cavemen talk like. Oh, uh, like she'd be like like uh the leader of the garbage dump who was a woman would be like be like, you am man, me woman, this me tribe. I was like, why the fuck did you start talking like that? Like after like two years, it's not like everybody forgot language. Like since the <laughs> zombies started, like it was so fucking stupid. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's like the I whole the whole world just went two years without talking to people, and we didn't regress that. Right, bad, exactly. Right? But that's exactly how stupid it <laughs> Welcome was. Welcome, Better Call Saul podcast. Saul, right, good yeah, man. Yeah, it was like, it was like me, she, Dave, host Brian. Exactly. She like turned into like Captain Caveman or some shit. So like I. <laughs> I don't even understand. That is weird. I didn't ever get into Walking Dead. It's uh, the comic is way better. Not to besmirch another awesome AMC show. Yeah, it, it was cool up until that point, and then it just yeah. got too stupid. So here's my experience with Walking Dead. First season was awesome, and then some a lot of people told me like you got to you got to suffer through season two because it kind of sucks, and then it gets good again. Uh-huh. And I couldn't do it. I was like two episodes into season two, and I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, because they were like on a farm. Yeah, or some shit. it got really boring. Actually, you know what really pissed me off about The Walking Dead is it was awesome the first time I really hated it. <laughs> it should though, be called The Shuffling Dead. The Shuffling Dead, yes. <laughs> uh, was at the end of the first episode, they were like in the CDC, mm-hmm. and of course the CDC for some reason has one of those like omnipotent computers that you could be like, "Computer, tell me about Atlanta, Georgia." Yeah, and then like there'd just be like this voice on the loudspeakers, and they'd be like. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. It's the biggest... Like, it would just... It was like, Alexa. Yeah, it, but it was dumb. Like, I'm pretty sure the CDC, like, if you're there, you can't be like, like, computer, what's for lunch today in the cafeteria? And then all throughout the building, she's like, they have tuna <laughs> fish sandwiches with a side of fruit and your choice of milk. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Anyway, but we're not here to talk about The Walking Dead and how that show turned to shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We are talking about Better Call Saul, episode 605, which is titled what, Dave? Black and Blue. Black and Blue. Yeah, Yeah. which uh, means somebody's probably going to get their ass kicked. Word. Which is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kind of impressive. Yeah. So, are you ready? All right, so the intro opens up, and uh, there's some dude dipping 
a ruler in polyurethane. Poly, yeah, I forget what that. I don't know. I, I was. Uh, I think it's polyurethane. It's not polyurethane. It's. So uh, they make bowling balls out of, right? Yeah. Clear plastic goop. Yeah. I don't know what I it can't is. even think of the term right acrylic? now. Acrylic. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, but it's acrylic. I, yeah, it's acrylic. Yeah. We'll have um, to ask Will, our uh, our our quote bass player. Mm-hmm. In our group, he works with acrylic a lot. Nice. See if he can put some expert opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool, but uh, that's pretty much the intro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's a song going, uh, Ben Stiller Night. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller Night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had all night for that one. Yeah, the the thing about that song, um, it, it was pretty cool that they uh, they were, uh, opened the show with an acapella version of uh, Du Haas by Ramstein. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's probably the most beautiful version of that song I've ever heard. Oh, okay. I'm just assuming because it was in German <sighs> that it would be du I, I do host you right now, right? <laughs> du host mensch, du host yush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just just besmirch any German fans that we might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the song is in the quiet night at first watch, and I didn't even realize that the first at first watch of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That that's what was going on, and then I I looked up the translation of the inscription and you know in love your boys and I was like oh this is all about Werner, mm-hmm. so something's gonna happen with Werner. Nailed it. <laughs> that's that's where it went. You said it <sighs> creeped you out though. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I totally forgot. I got derailed with the Rammstein joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So as as an audiobook editor, one of my many audio related jobs is I edit audiobooks. Mm-hmm. So they, they record the book, they send it to me, I edit it and send it back. So I, I listen have, to lots of lip smacking, right? Yeah, it's the lip smacking and I edit podcasts and our podcasts and stuff. And it's it's you're literally hearing you have people's voices inside your head. Mm-hmm. So then like a really clean a cappella recording mm-hmm. like that and it's like so pretty, it it kind of creeps me out and it, it makes me like uncomfortable. Like kind of yeah. nauseous. I can see where you're coming from though because because you exactly. can hear the breathing, and it's like the mic is inside their mouth. Yeah, that, like I, I got the same right feeling now. every time I would watch "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego." Exactly, and they had the intro, right? It was Rockapella. <laughs> yeah, Rockapella. Yeah. yeah, it just weird me the fuck out. No, it's goddamn right. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the title opens with the bench. The bench. What about now, Dave? Any difference in the bench, Dave? Yeah, it's degrading over time. <laughs> No change there. Yeah, we nailed that it's the one. Same, it's been the seasons, same intro yeah. for all six seasons. It's oh, never been changed. Eight years and six seasons. That's pretty, right. Pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> and not once did I even think to myself, like, hey, maybe we could line them all up right, and see yeah. if anything's happening. Cha- if only we'll just... there was some sort of tube-based video website for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That we could have used to look that up. <sighs> but anyway, we open up. And uh, we see uh, Jimmy and Kim a snoozing. Did you see what I saw on the clock? No. The time was three seventeen. Mm-hmm. Flip it around. It's L I E, lie. Hmm. That's actually really good. Right. That's so not too bad. And I made the comment. I said I'm deciding between two jokes with this one. Right. Yeah. So one is it says lie. So like, lie low, lie low, okay. Lalo. No, that's not even one of them. I just, that's number three. Okay. Uh. They're lying and, you know, they're mm-hmm. doing this whole bullshit scam mm-hmm. or lie down. You know, it's like, just nice. lie, just lie down, Kim. Nice. I actually like that. That's really good. Yeah. Kind of jealous I didn't think of that. 
Yeah, the way the way it was like vertical. So the way my brain works sometimes is I will vertically. I will re I will look at something different if the orientation's different. And mm-hmm. the, the, I saw L I E before I saw the time. Huh. Yeah. All right. Weird. That's probably pretty intentional, I would think. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because you know, Gilligan gets me. Mm-hmm. Peter Gould, not so much, but Gil- glad- Gilligan gets me. <laughs> right. I'm glad that they think about <laughs> us specifically when they make these episodes. Right. They're like, man, what would Dave and Brian think about this? Yeah, so uh, Kim's scared of Lala, and for good reason. Yeah, because he's going to kill her. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, that tend to like change your perspective on people, like when you know that they're out to kill you. Yeah, and then yeah. you know that, that somebody has hired people to watch out you. out to kill you. Yeah, and you're right. being watched. And even Mike's comment about how you have the whatever, mm-hmm. the wherewithal, whatever the word he used, I mm-hmm. forgot what the word was, but a uh, stronger character, that, that's almost like more pressure on her to think like, you know. Yeah. Great, you know he thinks I can handle this. Missed opportunity for a Maxwell soundtrack. That's the somebody's watching me song. That's Rockwell. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I was like Maxwell. Are you talking about like the? No, that's Maxwell with the guy in the chair and everything's blowing back. No, Rockwell. Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. Right. Yeah. Sunday. Probably one of Michael Jackson's best songs. Better cameos. <laughs> yeah, one of his better cameos. <laughs> that or the whole Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I noticed most about the scene was, uh, I hate the fucking pattern of the black, sp- of the backsplash in their kitchen. Really? That's yeah. like the exact backsplash I was, I was supposed to install at a studio that I worked at and I never got around to it. I hate that fucking but backsplash. But I, I picked that one. It was like the exact pattern, that gray and black. Right. You're supposed to offset it by like. No, it's random. It's supposed to be like random. But it's not random. On the, on the, on the backsplash of the episode, all the dark parts were perfectly in line. So it looked. Oh, I didn't even. I thought it was. See, I'm I just saw saying, like, that if you ever random. laid, see, my brain works different than yours. You left. If, if you ever freak. laid like wood floor, you know, like you start the first one, like twenty five percent of the board. Got laid on a wood floor once. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> got laid on a wood floor. Nice. Once. Nice. Who's the lucky man? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I you mean. You don't like, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I drank a lot back then. But you know, he usually starts. Right? It's like usually the like, whole segment was a callback to yeah, like twenty five percent and then you do like the whole board and then you yeah. do seventy five percent. Okay. And then it creates like the jagged. You do the similar thing with like tile backsplashes like that, but they didn't do that. Mm. The set designers put them all uh perfectly symmetrical and so it, I don't know. It was just bugging the mm. shit out of me. I doubt it was a set designer if they probably used an existing existing apartment. Well, then the contractors who built that. Or not. Should be fired. As I'm saying that, I'm realizing that no, most places actually like they'll build the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's cheaper. So, well, the, my biggest takeaway from that scene is that Jimmy doesn't know Lalo's still alive, mm-hmm. which I think is more important than the backsplash. <laughs> personally, <laughs> I but did. Like, I, I did, thought she would have told him. I did like she put did the classic put the door under, or put the chair under the doorknob, right? Which makes always makes you think of Big Lebowski. Yeah, where he you, pulls it in, the chair falls, the totally. wrong way. Yep. Absolutely. So I was totally checking. I was like, I'm looking at the hinges. Like, would that actually work? Or is this a big Lebowski situation? So I feel like I feel like really overall for this whole episode, like just going forward, it's a lot of like l- like scenes that while interesting, like are just kind of like scenes. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? We do we I think we make these same comments every season too. Where the mid season kind of hits a lull and starts developing things that are going to pay off later in the season. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. Right. A lot lot of some stuff happened, but yeah, yeah. I I don't feel like there was like particularly like a bunch of stuff to talk about. And so it was, this is like an episode that just kind of happened. And I have a lot of bad, right. You know, but because of that, because like nothing really happened, like 
I was sitting there watching it. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, like they they do a really good job of like unique camera angles. Right. You know, like I, I start noticing stuff uh, like that. I found myself more watching and less taking notes. Yeah. And I was wondering if it's because like if, if I take notes on my first watch, I have a lot more notes than if I watch it and then rewatch it and take mm-hmm. notes a second time. Yeah. But yeah, I noticed I have a lot fewer notes because it was a lot of just, just watching what's mm-hmm. going on and yeah, which also means fewer jokes. So you guys are welcome. Yeah. That's probably a blessing for sure. <laughs> but hooray. Jimmy and Kim, in case you didn't know, they sleep in the same apartment. So first scene. There you go. Off off uh off the list. All right. So then we see Gus doing paperwork. And doing uh, Gus things. Yeah. Like putting for, a paper in a basket. Right. It's pretty sweet. You know, filing it. Collating for later, right? Setting the pen perfectly so the camera can pick up half the logo yeah fucking product placement man <laughs> how much do you think polo, polo hermanos <laughs> paid for that well considering it's not a real company i bet it was zero how dare you sir this is a document we've established this this polo hermanos is a uh, a mock of el pollo loco out in the west coast dude those are all over no el burrito loco is around here el pollo loco is only out west <laughs> They're also down south, too. Cause they, I weigh they, 300 pounds. I know my fast food. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Also, I realized I glossed over the sweet tea comment that you made in the last episode, because I would have went. We could have talked about that for a while. Yeah. Do you want tea? You have to ask for unsweet tea? Yep. Gus is a uh, good manager, though. He was he was there to pick up the slack and help the team. Yeah, he uh, he, he, he uh, decides he's going to wait on Mr. Blurry Face Syndrome. Yeah, okay, so that guy... Like who orders food like that? Uh, yeah. It just seemed really suspicious. Like, like it seemed like they were setting him up to be like, like yeah, it like was a scene where it was like he goes to help, and then that guy coincidentally like is like going to deliver a message of some type, right? But no, the dude just wanted like extra crispy chicken or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But that that actor, who I'm sure is fine person, it just seemed like a really like weird way to order. It <laughs> like, was. It was very central in a way. But then again. Maybe the thing this the theme of this episode is like fake outs because mm-hmm. there's some fake outs later that we'll get to. Yeah, that so maybe it was like it was supposed to like all right now when you act this scene out, act like you know the bad guy would right when he approaches him like all shifty the, right. yeah all shifty and then uh, no it's just a guy ordering food. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe the way he's talking is what triggers the fring out. Maybe that's oh, what I call that, it when Gus freaks out. It's a fring out. A fring out. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That actually makes sense because he started like. He came so, in kind of hot. Zoning out, right? Yeah. And then he goes out in the parking lot. Uh, only thing that snaps him out of it is somebody drops a tray, but Lyle is there. Yeah, I was super happy to see Lyle. I was looking for Ron. Was that the guy that was supposed to get fired? He's not. He's, he's, he's not, yeah, uh, not Hermanos, Hermanos material. material. <laughs> yeah. But, well, and knowing what happens later, it's kind of because, wait, who was it? Was it Gus or was it Mike that said that Lyle's not coming yet, but he's coming? Wasn't it Gus that said he's going to take a while? He won't come right away? Yeah, he can't make his move yet. He came, but then Gus is the one that's freaking out because he thinks Lala's coming right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mind games. Nice writing. He's li- Better he's- call Saul writers and <laughs> he- Cherkis. He's, li- he's living in his head uh, rent free. God, I hate that phrase. Because like, I, maybe the fake out thing is true because I kept thinking like the guy ordered the food really weird, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, you know he starts like zo- like zoning out, and I figured they were going to do the thing where like something catches his eye mm-hmm. and he starts watching it. Yeah, that's what I thought it was gonna be a, like a over the shoulder. Yeah, but or something. But nothing. 
and then and then he walks out in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, okay, this must have been what he was looking at across the restaurant through the window. Mm-hmm. And uh, nope, he was just. It's just a sign with electricity buzzing. That's another theme of this episode is every, all the electricity is humming very loud in this episode. Yeah, I you think Albuquerque that. has a grounding episode, uh, grounding issue. Mm-hmm. Well, but then later in the episode, spoiler, he fixes it when he twists the <laughs> right. the extension cord. Exactly, that fixes it all. It fixes it all. All the all the humming. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hooray for Lyle. Hooray Get for Lyle. Welcome back. You, Gus didn't fire you. Yeah. Other than that, restaurant. Gus is going nuts. Weird customer. And his uh, flak jacket is fitting him kind of weird. Oh, that was he was like adjusting it in the mirror? Well, he was like, like I kept noticing that he looks like bulkier. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like he had a belly. And I was like, man, uh, Gus is getting old. Like getting the old man barrel. But, but I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. no, it's because they established that he's wearing a flak jacket. Oh, uh, yeah. So like nobody in the universe in real life like would probably ever dare say to him, <laughs> hey, you put on some weight guy? Right. Yeah, it's because he's wearing a flak jacket. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Poyos Hermanos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next scene. <laughs> We're at Sandpiper. Aaron's trying to explain how uh, how shit is going to go down. That's right. They're in the discovery phase. Mm-hmm. Starts to lose the crowd. Or I like to call it the discovery zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. This? Yeah, remember the discovery zone? <laughs> Anybody out there remember discovery zone? If you do, smash that like button. Yeah, put a... Put a Shit in the comments. Hit the <laughs> notification bell so you get notifications when the comment section. Yeah. So I love that you guys are commenting, like, smash the like button so yeah, hard. On the, <laughs> I even had a joke in my head that I forgot. It was going to be something about how you guys broke the you broke the like button for smashing it so hard. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Now we got now, now we owe you two money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't demonetize us. Right. They remonetized us. They remonetized us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I noted in here. Uh, uh, nice job, PFAB. Yeah, the little speech he gives, like that's that's solid acting. Yeah, it was, pre- it. it was pretty good, and uh, especially because it was everything you would expect a lawyer to say. Right, right. It was yeah. That's not that's Just what a I bunch meant. of platitudes to manipulate the people right. because you know it's about what's doing what's right. Right. It's about. Well, I even asked you. I said, "Do you think Howard's really in it for the people, or do you think he's in it for the money?" And I said, no, it's because he's a fucking lawyer. He's in it for the the Sorry. money, you know? Like, because I guarantee if if uh, his law firm was a part of it, it's not like he'd give a fuck about the people of Sandpiper. This is true. Kim might. This is true. But not not all not all Howie. And uh, okay, so so okay, so this is actually the most interesting part of the episode for me is when Cliff Maine confronts Howard. Yeah, you like that? Did you? Yeah, I, I think like that. I think it was about time. Like, I just wanted to see how it re- how it reacted, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's that's pretty good because that's probably how I'd react." Because yeah, it, you know, because like Howard, you know, he's, he's like saying, you know, he kicked her out of the car or whatever, and he's like, "Okay, what?" Like, yeah. how even- <laughs> like I don't know how to respond to that. Right? Yeah, because that's exactly yeah. what I do. Like, what? Like, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was a hell of a coke bender. Don't remember starting it. Right. <laughs> you know, usually you remember like starting the bender. Right. Yeah. Remember taking the drugs that make you black out. And they and they you know they they set that up a couple of you know like his his kid who was a drug addict you know and like uh-huh. gave it but but um, Howard is basically figures it out right he's like wait wait a minute there was the baggie yeah. in the locker mm-hmm. and then something else happened and then it kicked him out it of was the the bagging the fake clients that he can't reveal because of privilege so he can't tell exactly who but then when he asks you know, who who the meeting was with and figures out it was Kim and then he's like oh, fucking slipping Jimmy right. What an asshole. 
a very subdued reaction. I'm almost on Team Howard on this one. <laughs> In this part of the show, I think I'm Team Howard. Okay. I don't think he deserves what Jimmy's doing to him. No. I don't think he ever had any ill intentions towards Jimmy. He even offered him a job at one point. He's just the you know the condescending thing, and you know killed his brother, but whatever. Right. He didn't like his brother anyway. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy killed his brother. It was a very subdued reaction, though. Yes, but he, but he did that thing again where he didn't fully explain it. He was just like, "I have a Jimmy McGill problem," and then mm-hmm. he leaves. Where I know it's not supposed to be real life, but I can't imagine somebody right. would be like a little bit more to it. Yeah, but like not even like, "Oh man, that was all done by Jimmy McGill," and I'm going right. to prove it. <laughs> which, would have, which would have fit, fit the, proof, the proof, but it was yeah. just like, I got a Jimmy McGill problem and leaves, but that's also great because that probably makes Clifford Maine even think that he's, but that also reinforces uh, Clifford Maine's belief right. that he can't trust Howard because he's not, right, cause, cause he's not taking responsibility for everything that yeah. he witnessed him do. You might remember I said it, it might lead to him to be more sympathetic because of what happened to his son. Mm-hmm. No. And then I also had a funny joke that I said during the show. Yeah, that's it. In that scene, yeah. It was pretty funny. You laughed. Should, should have been there. <laughs> and then I said, I'm going to write that down and say it on the show. Did you write it down? I did. Are you going to say it? Nope. All right. <laughs> it, it didn't come up organically. <laughs> and you know me. I don't like to see horn jokes in there. Yep. And then we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on. We see... Uh... We see, we, we see the, the, the box office for the next Machine Gun Kelly show. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wait. calling his fans trashy. Uh, but yeah, that was my first comment. I was like, really, people that need a lawyer like Saul Goodman really get there 20 minutes early or an hour early and line up outside the front door because like, everybody has a 9 o'clock meeting? I guess if you're in high demand, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Maybe he overbooked. He was doing the booking for himself. That's why Francesco showed up yeah but i've been to traffic court enough times to know wait those people all show up like super early yeah same. never mind right it's based on a true story Dave. yeah oh, that's true Everybody yeah knows. i like that he never moved the toilet well it's within the city for... office but i guess he did make a promise to kim well it... <laughs> in the last he says his garbage is gonna get thrown out and uh Honestly, I'm not touching it. I'll make the garbage man come in and get it. Here's an extra 50. I was going to say, you think the garbage troubles. man's going to come in and get for it? The t- I will man. find out what the tip needs to be for him to take care of that toilet for me. Our garbage man won't even take like a like a box or anything that I lean up against like the recycle bin. Ours took a couch last Friday. Without having to buy another sticker? Correct. Because like Riley, you have a, to buy like a $15 sticker. So I think our gar trash service, you get one large item pickup a month for free. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like 10 bucks. You should just get free stuff off of Facebook Marketplace to see what the threshold of free stuff. Is. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's one. I read the. I read the rules. Like because people are always giving away it. pianos for free. Wait, you're talking about my house. What yeah. are you talking about? I, I just go to the basement and get some shit. <laughs> the only reason I haven't been doing it is because I thought it was an extra fee. Yeah. But yeah, I'll just start doing that. I'll just start throw some heavy stuff out there. Yeah, to see, just see if they take what's it. What's the threshold? See if they take. It. Uh, we were also talking like uh, Francesca. Like her, her, every time she appears, she always seems to. To swindle, so little extra, little extra money, little like, extra money. She's kind so of an extortionist, her. right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Kind of turns the tables on him a little bit. She wants a little more money for services rendered. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of like that about her. Got to respect that. Mm-hmm. Got to respect it. Uh, Kim is at the El Camino. Oh, I did have another thing I wanted to say here. Mm-hmm. What do you think he meant by "I'm the Colonel"? I am to law what Colonel Sanders is to chicken because I put fake and spicy. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't even have anything for that. I was just like, it was a weird comment, right? Honestly. Yeah, I was That's like, what, I, I was like, what? What is the comparison to Colonel Sanders and Chicken? He's in a franchise, right? I, Francesca I did... franchise. Oh, I see where you're going with that, Dave. Very he, nice. Maybe it is because he's not a real Colonel. Jimmy's not a real Saul. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't get what they meant by that either. But it's nice to know that Pollos Hermanos in this universe competes with Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's another, that's another layer to that. Then yeah. I didn't even think about the Pollos Hermanos thing. Chicken. World, world building. <laughs> so this is not a joke. Comment, like tweet us or something, or let us know what you think he means by the Colonel Sanders to law thing. Because that's if you can think of a funny or clever comparison, we'll read it on the next listener correspondence. I do like in real life the KFC Twitter is awesomely sarcastic, like like Nihilist Arby's. Like like what? Do you know about Nihilist Arby's? No. Oh my god. No, but this is like the official KFC. Mm-hmm. I, okay. It follows uh, 11 herbs and spices. So it follows like two people named her. <laughs> and then it follows the Spice Girls. So oh, my God. Really? Those are the only people. So somebody figured that out after like 10 years. Oh, my God. It was like, oh, my God. I just realized KFC only follows 11 herbs and spices. And it's like the Spice Girls. And then the rest are people named Herb. Like That's Herb hilarious. Dean. And so the guy who figured it out, KFC sent him an oil painting of him <laughs> being carried across a volcano by the colonel while eating KFC chicken. That is fantastic. Isn't that awesome? That is almost justifies Twitter's existence. Yeah. That Things like Wendy's. that. Wendy's is pretty. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Wendy's is the super sarcastic and just shits all over everybody. Yeah, that has the roast, like yeah. get roasted by Wendy. Yeah. Right. But there's a nihilist Arby's, which I don't. I don't think it's the official, but it may be. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. It's like super sarcastic and like. Another good yeah. one is the last blockbuster. Nice. Look up the Twitter of the last blockbuster. Good documentary, by the way. Huh? Good documentary. Yeah, this is this isn't like an official blockbuster, but it's just somebody who's super goddamn funny, posing as if they're like, like my favorite tweet by them is uh, they p- just posted a picture of a blockbuster sign that had like minor damage to it. And it just said, like, hey, family video, next time you send your goons, tell them to finish the job. <laughs> just, just ridiculous <laughs> shit like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So cool. All right. So Sorry, I need to switch my positions real quick. My arm's getting tired. All right. Are you good? Yep. All right. So moving on. Kim's having lunch with a lot of. I think Kim is single handedly keeping El Camino. <laughs> Yeah, right. Open. Well, somehow that place has to stay open long enough to get through Breaking Bad into that crappy sequel movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Viola's girl crushing on Kim. Viola. Viola. I'm sorry. Viola's. Viola. 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 He's girl crushing on Kim. She is a little bit. She is a little bit. And I, I made the comment. I was like, I like her. Yeah. She's sweet. Yeah. And she gives Kim the information that Kim's looking for. Yeah. And it just kind of further cements, uh, you know, in the back of Kim's mind, like, like, hey, you're actually a lawyer that does right by the law, right? Because she's like, you know, you basically renew my faith in the law. And the more this thread goes, the more I'm thinking Kim might leave Jimmy to start a really good-hearted lawyering campaign like she talked to Clifford Main about. She might steal Viola for See, a I team. think that's where it's going to end up. Like, we, we've joked from, like, day one, ep- literally. episode one that Kim was going to die. I don't think that happens. I think that she just comes to a crossroads where she has to pick pick between Saul's bullshit and her career. Yeah. And so she like moves back to Kansas or whatever. And that's actually the moment that he turns super smarmy like he is in Breaking Bad. And that, uh, like doubling down, 
Which goes back to the first episode of this season with the whole wine and roses in the plot of that movie. And if it's going to mirror the plot of that movie, that's mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Or it's a big fake out. Yeah. And it's not your Countach. I, I don't think it's a fake out. I think she's just going to be put in a position and she's going to leave. And that's when he just kind of loses really anything to the, well, that's, tie him down to his old life. And all jokes aside, that's what I'm really digging about this season is is the whole, they're playing Lalo's hunting her down. She might leave on her own. And it might be even a way that they don't even bring up why she's not in Breaking Bad. Or, you know, yes. Yeah. You, I don't you think can't they'll kill her. It's, it's definitely setting up for two different, for multiple different scenarios. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll kill her. You don't think Val Kilmer? I don't think Val Kilmer. Well, he did play Batman. That's true. He did play Batman, which as we established, Mike is Batman. Lalo's the Joker. But... But half Batman in this episode. Huh? But he's like half Batman in this episode. He's like the world's greatest detective. He, 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 he finds kind of... Werner's wife. Right. And we could talk about that when we get there for sure. Uh, but, uh, okay. So then Saul's doing a house call to a Mr. Ward. Onto one of my favorite scenes of the, definitely of the season so far. Mm -hmm. Maybe of the show. Yeah. One, one of. And he favorites. walks in. It's H.O. Ward. So me, you and I had the same thought, and it, it's like, and I and I thought this like the first time I watched it a few days ago. I was like, uh -huh. um, I'm like, you know, there's gonna be a ton of people that say that that fight scene was super lame, but you and I both agree that is exactly how middle aged men who yeah. don't know how to fight right would fight. I put realistic old man fight, especially when you add in headgear. <clears throat> Right and the, and the heavier like eighteen ounce gloves yeah. or whatever they had on, and you don't know how to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, boxing is hard as fuck. That's why it's called the sweet science. You know, like it is yeah. hard as fuck. Right. And you put those gloves on and the headgear, like you think it's just like bopping around and like trying to punch somebody, mm -hmm. but like that's a goddamn workout, man. It is. It it is. It's and I like yeah because they're winded after like thirty seconds of Jimmy's all laughing and having a good time until he gets popped. Right. Yeah. Which tends to happen. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just they're just swinging full full body haymakers at each other right yeah there's like no technique or skill you know yeah. like i've been peppered up in those scenarios before that's what they yeah. call it getting peppered up oh you know, okay. i got peppered up a few times well I, I know you're really into grappling sports i don't know how much boxing you've done yeah a few i'm more, no, nothing, I'm more into team sports nothing nothing legit but like you know nothing not a match or anything like that but right. like when i trained in florida for a while the, a MMA, the, the mma guys they'd be like oh why don't you stick around and spar with us i'm like okay and then just get the shit kicked out of me because, like, yeah. I don't know how to box. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I got yelled at by one of my friends for calling it no contact jujitsu. What you guys do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. His, or no, not no contact, no strike. No strike? No striking. Mm -hmm. And they're like, who's striking? I was like, what are you talking about? You're all there is no striking in jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, it's, there, it's there is in practice. Sport. They teach you, like. Right, like if you're on the street, like to punch somebody before you exactly. set it up, but like in competitions and stuff. So that's where right. the disconnect was. So just so anybody doesn't know, like I, I've competed in quite a few um, grappling mm -hmm. contests. I've done submission grappling, done jujitsu, you know, like wrestling. Like mm -hmm. literally, I think maybe my dad figured out like one time over the course of my life, I've literally done probably over 400 like live grappling matches. Of that's a lot like. of grappling. Yeah. You know, so I, got, I got the fake shoulder around with dudes. Yeah, buddy, you know it. And um, I can I can say with a hundred percent certainty. Do you say you have a fake shoulder? 
Well, yeah, jokingly, but I had it reconstructed and stuff like that, so I'm part robot. I didn't mean to talk over that. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> facial. <laughs> but I can say with 100% I was there when, I was there when you had it replaced. There is no uh, striking right. <laughs> in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right, but I think, see, I didn't, they didn't express that to me, though, that it's an ex- extra thing that they'll do for like a real world situation where you might need it right, right. emergency so, or something. Yeah. Now I have done a couple like live Sambo matches where there is striking Sambo number five, Sambo number five, where you can strike people with an open hand. Okay. So like you can, you can kind of pop them with the, with the butt of your fist. So okay. it's like, it's like not really a slap. It's more of like a forceful, like, like push. Uh-huh. You can do that kind of striking, but, uh. but so that's another thing. So again, and I'm I'm not gonna brag or give any credentials, but right. I've done it at a pretty high level in the past, right? And it always bothered me. People would be like, "Oh, well, in the tournament, you're gonna fight probably five times." Uh-huh. It's like, no, you have five matches. Like, it's not five jujitsu fights. Yeah, it, 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 all of them call it a fight, but it's not a fight. It's it's. A I, I call them bouts. Bouts is a good way to matches, be right? Competitions, roles. I know role is a thing in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. Like when you like in wrestling, they call it going live when you mm. when you practice hard. In jujitsu, it's rolling. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we'll do it live. I mean, but sometimes you don't even have to, you know, hit people in those tournaments and stuff like right. that to hurt somebody. So, so what do you think of the music? Because I thought it was very video game esque. I even right. We were debating. I thought it was like a flamenco reinterpretation of the Mike Tyson because it showed the POV shot with mm-hmm. the gloves in front of the camera. Yeah, I was like this looks like Mike Tyson's punch out. That would have been awesome if it was like like an ode to Don Flamenco, from, right? From, from Mike Tyson's punch out. I just think it, what I thought it was. It was kind of like that, like uh, like Spanish, like matador music mm-hmm. that's yeah. how i interpreted it you know what i mean like, well, like it, uh, it's a reference big lebowski again because it's one of my favorite movies and it's one that i can reference a lot mm-hmm. there's that there's that cover of uh of uh hotel california where it sounds nothing like it until they get to the lyrics you know and it's because it's such a different vibe right, yeah and even like the end credit song of this show Compared to the opening credit song, it's supposed to be the same song. It sounds nothing like it. Right. Which is what I was thinking mm-hmm. when I said reinterpretation of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I'm a musician or anything where I couldn't <laughs> sit down and figure that out. <laughs> so a couple a couple things about it is uh one with Howard is uh way better shape than Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but the lawyer no, he's very calm. Yeah. He's very calm when when Jimmy walks in mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, like this is this is what you want. Like, let's just do this. You know, like let's let's go for it. And uh, Jimmy at one point walks away, and then he stops, and then they get into the bout. And I was totally the whole time saying when Jimmy was walking away, I was like, uh, Howard's gonna call him a pussy or say chicken or something like that. But he didn't do it, and I really like that because I think it made it all the more impactful. The fact that like he knew that it would just get the best of Jimmy, who just couldn't resist like the chance to take a swing at him. I noted the exact same thing. Yeah. I, I, I phrased it as at least Jimmy stops without a cheesy line from Howard. Yeah. Because, like, the whole time I'm like, oh, he's going to do it. Don't do yep. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then I'm starting to think, well, he's just going to walk away. He's not going to do it and make Howard look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But, no, he does stop. But, yeah, without that cheesy last goad right. goading him into it. <laughs> right. I'm so glad you noticed that, too. We didn't even talk about that before we started recording. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, fight went down about how, how you would expect it to mm-hmm. go down. Even yeah. with Howard winning, I yeah, so, I was kind of like I said, I'm on Team Howard on this one. Yeah, what 
so the, then it goes to, you know, Kim's out on the balcony smoking and having a beer. Well, first, do we got to mention the P.I.? Oh, yeah, yeah. The P.I. in the car. A lot of people getting followed this season. Yeah, there's a lot of themes. Like, like the, every, the theme of this season is themes. Every, right? <laughs> every episode, it seems like, yeah, has somebody, somebody being tailed. There's somebody being tailed. There's proof. A lot of cat and mouse. Right. Cat and mouse. Those are two animals, yes. Well, you know how every... Uh, another theme is mm-hmm. two words with and. You know, yeah. black and yeah, blue. Yeah. I uh, see where you're going. Uh, wolves and sheep. Mm-hmm. And yes, this the whole thing is cat and mouse. Lalo is the cat. Gus is the mouse. I just thought it was like weird how nonchalant it is, right? And then, so Howard goes, he gets the P.I. The P.I. follows Jimmy. Jimmy mm-hmm. goes back home. Kim's waiting for him, right? Mm-hmm. And then it shows, you know, him... In the mirror, explaining what happened, right? Fixing his, his black eye, mm-hmm. right? He must have caught a seam because I noticed they didn't Vaseline the face. Yeah. That's probably how he got a black eye because typically that's what the headgear and the bigger gloves are for, so you don't get a black eye in that. Mm-hmm. But he must have caught a seam to the corner of the eye. That's that okay. Are, it happens. Or Howard's just a badass. Wasn't he, he jumping fences in that one episode? Yeah, he did. Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah he like ran and hopped a brick fence. Because we like talked to Patrick Fabian about how authentic that was and if he really did his own stunts. Yeah. Next time we talk to PFAB, we'll have to ask him about the boxing scene. Oh, yeah. Because I've, I've been on a film shoot for a boxing scene, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of lame. Yeah. And it, so I, I think want, you'd have I'm to go Rocky because Sylvester Stallone was famous for being like, no, Him he really wanted him to get. Like, yeah, no, we really got to fight. Yeah, like, we said, have to do this. He said, "Don't, don't, don't pull your punches. You got to actually hit me." Yeah, because, we, well, movie punches are movie punches, uh-huh. right? But like, but like, especially in a boxing scene, if you're gonna, if you're gonna show the sweet science, like you should probably take some punch. Uh, Will Smith took a bunch of punches oh, and stuff. For- slapping with the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pull it. Well, but that was also a thing that thought it looked like a pulled punch of the Oscar slap. Too. Oh, yeah. But he's had the training. He did play Ali. Yeah, maybe he just checked his chin just enough. But in Ali, Will Smith like basically had like you know like eighty percent boxing matches and took mm. the hits because that'd be the only way to do a real boxing scene justice. Yeah, because it's hard. You'd have to do like really clever editing and perfect mm-hmm. camera angles and stuff. And yeah, it, it, yeah, there's so high a chance of it looking lame. Yeah. So yeah. a couple things about the next scene that I've been trying to get to is one. Uh, Let's keep derailing you. <laughs> uh, one, if you're trying to cover up a black eye, you don't put cover up on. No, no. What you want to do is you use the beauty car- tips from Brian. That's right. I'm kind of into the industry. You're kind of, you know, people who so- listen to the show must be like, Brian does the most random bullshit. <laughs> like, but what you want to yeah. do, you don't want to use cover up, right? Because, no. but what you want to do is you use the color wheel and you use the color on the opposite side to neutralize the coloring of the bruise. So you'll have two black eyes. <laughs> yeah, so you give yourself another black eye so they match. No, so like, like if it's, it's like a dark, if it's like a dark blue, uh-huh. like if you're if you're if it's dark blue, you use makeup that's like greenish yellow oh, and orange. Other side of the color uh, wheel. Other I side thought of the you color meant wheel. Other side of the face. No, other side of the color wheel, and okay. then it neutralizes it, and makes it look more natural. Yeah. Also, I guess if there's any teenagers out there listening and you get a hickey, then uh, <laughs> that's how you hide it from your parents. Don't wear turtlenecks. <laughs> or any of that bullshit. Like use use makeup that would be on the opposite side of the color wheel from the color of your bruise. There you Which, go. by the way, just out of nowhere, uh, I've never had a hickey. I've never given anybody a hickey, no. and I don't even understand why anybody would want or want to give a hickey. Uh, because some girls just like to suck. I. <laughs> 
just so. It just seems like that's the weirdest fucking thing of the. Even it is when, weird. I mean, even like in eighth grade in high school, and that was like a big thing. Not that I was like making out with a lot of people back then, but like I just remember thinking like. What what is that? Like You're, why? Like I don't understand hippies the, at all. The it's the young female I mean is it a white girl thing? I don't know if there's a if there's any like what cultural thing about it. I don't know. But it's you're you're marking your territory. I guess you, you know, think it's like that like, like primal? Like I I, I, I I think it might be. You Honestly, think so? you're, it's in a very visible spot and everybody knows like he he's got a hickey that's I, you know God. he's with somebody. That's so weird. Yeah, forty-two years old, never given, gotten, or yeah. gave, received, a given, received a hickey. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Running through a third party. Weird. Yeah. Also, same, same with me. Also, uh, Jimmy and Kim seem also uh, nonplussed about the fact that like the jig is up. <laughs> Do they? Right. They're just kind of like, oh, well, oh, you yeah. know, like, just kind of casually talking. It, it's weird. You think there would have been more like, oh fuck. Well, he's obviously onto us. So like, now how are we going to proceed? I didn't like, even pick up on that. Yeah, I mean, they're just very like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he obviously knows it's you. You know, you guys got in a boxing match. like Yeah. You know. I didn't even think about the fact that they didn't really talk about what's going on and the whole setup thing. And yeah, I just it, backfired and he figured it out. And now it's not going to work. And maybe this is what's going to leave Kim to give it up, to give because up the like, goat and go like, on to something it, else. Because, like, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, so if you were Kim, uh huh, right, would you now be worried? <laughs> I'd be so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'd have the best ponytail. But, like, wouldn't you be like, well, shit. The jig is up. Right. We did all this work. Other metaphors or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, be like, oh shit. Like we did all that and he knows. Right. How can this really fuck me in the ass? Right. Right. Like how could this really screw me over? I mean, I expect Jimmy not to care. Right. Because like everything's a joke and and Uh all that. Right. But I would think for her, especially, especially meeting with Clifford Maine. Right. In my head, I'd be like, oh fuck. Like he's probably. Like she's really confident that they they've convinced Clifford Maybe Maine that, that it's because they don't care if Howard knows. They just care if Clifford knows. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'd start being paranoid about yeah, that. that. You know, Clifford's like my first thought wouldn't yeah. be like it'd be like <laughs> fuck Howard. Like oh shit, he hangs out with Clifford Maine a whole bunch. Like yeah. fuck, and I just met with Clifford Maine about my fucking uh, project for you know like uh, you know like people who need like good representation but can't necessarily afford it or and understand the they, law they know which was my life's goal right right which is what i want to do in life yeah. and and now i i basically because like we didn't cover our tracks good enough or howard's just smarter than we thought he was now i just put in jeopardy one of my my life goals you know what i mean maybe that's the crossroads maybe that's going to come up to that point where it's like it's decision time and you have maybe to, i, I would have liked to seen that explored yeah, I didn't even think like it was so glossed over or not addressed that I didn't even. And pick they didn't up even do that. like the weird thing where they're just in there like kind of laughing about it, and then like you know like does it like she opens her eyes like she's thinking like yeah. oh shit like there was no oh shit moment it was just kind of like <laughs> also she's preoccupied with finding out who the judge is yeah through Viola and Lalo is kind of on her mind she's not sleeping you know that's definitely on her mind. Right, so this, but in my mind, this would make it even worse. This, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. like. I, I'll, I'll fuck up something at work on top of all the other things I have to deal with work, and it, it like it's, it just keeps compounding. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless, unless she wants to be caught, like Howard did say, you want to be caught. Yeah. Maybe what if she's she... setting Jimmy up to get caught, so then she's he's out of the way, <laughs> right? Huh? Yeah. She's that level of manipulative. Oh, double crossing. She's a good lawyer. Yeah, she is. Well, that's all. That's all I have about that. That's all I have. That's all I have to say about that. Go away now. Go away now. The critical drinker. Ah, the critical drinker. I love the critical drinker. Him and the distracted nerd. 
I, I don't know that Check one. Check out Distracting Nerd does recaps, much like we do for this show. He'll do this about a movie, mm-hmm. and it, it's pretty damn funny. Gotcha. About 20 minutes long. Awesome. Yeah. I'll check it out. But yeah. So, well, so we'll, if you like our show, you'll like those guys. Yeah. Critical Drinker. Yeah. My email. We're, we're pen pals. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Now we're in the neighbor's garage. Yeah. Quarter, the neighbors the, from before. The assholes. The quartering neighbor. Which Oh, I was also going to say this. Anybody listened to the last episode, the song that I put in was Tools No Quarter. And I think mm-hmm. I might have left in the part where I said that I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was about quartering troops. Yep. So if anybody was wondering what that was. Mm-hmm. And we're back at that quartering house. Yeah. With the asshole neighbors. And you said you made the comment, lots of door cams this season. <laughs> yeah. Not really lots. At least two. But At least two. But very obvious. Yeah. I think yeah. I think they're just having fun with they're, it. Oh, yeah. They're like, last oh, yeah, season. We, we got the... Uh, we, we got the... Uh, do they have like a cinematography Fred. awards or anything? Uh, I was looking up some of the awards because like Mike's been nominated but not won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Odenkirk might have got nominated for some awards mm-hmm. for Saul. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was like, they have cinematography. Yeah, and you know, like I, I don't watch outside of this. I I really don't watch a lot of TV. Right. So I sit there and try. Like I'm watching Ozarks. Right. That's I watched the first season. I, I need to catch up. I want to, but haven't. Yeah. So like we're we're like finishing up the last season of Ozark. I mm-hmm. think we have like two episodes. And I like it, it's it's okay. It's but, it's blue breaking bad. It pretty much. Yeah. That's what I call it. Because I, I like blue. it like the. Well, we could talk about Ozark at some other time. We'll do another I, show I about Ozark for people. I I typically don't give a fuck about spoilers, but like that's not the point. Uh, but I did like uh, whenever they show Chicago and something happens in Chicago. Uh-huh. I'm always like, well, well, like. How did that guy jump off that building and land there when I know for a fact in real life that building's two blocks down there? <laughs> like, I know for Not a fact everybody I used to lives work. in Chicago, Brian. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I don't uh, even know Chicago that well. I spent many, 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 many a time up there. Yeah. Yeah. Usually getting lost on my way to Wrigley Field. That'll happen to you. And I walked yeah, a mile in the wrong direction. Fucking ridiculous. I walked a mile in the wrong direction last time. That's easy to do up there with all the weird Victorian <laughs> mansions. I seriously noticed that everybody in the Cub shirt was going the other direction of me. Yeah, how did you miss that? And actually? then I realized I wasn't seeing any more Cub shirts. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Mike's in the trunk, so nice. And this is where Gus was scrubbing. Yeah, he's scrubbing the, uh, the grout with a toothbrush like he's in prison or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He's a prisoner in his own home. Yeah, oh, look at that. and that's where that's where he makes the comment that like Lalo wouldn't strike yet. Yeah, so it's good that he knows his enemies. Right. Well, that's Gus's thing. He's very right. thorough. Right. Totally. Very Henry David. But thorough. again, see another another good camera angle where it's just slightly off the cor- far corner uh-huh. of the. So anyway, oh, so my point was like so like like shows like this that are supposed to be a little bit more like grounded and stuff like that you know and like a little bit more artistic like i watch ozark uh-huh and uh, like like the camera angles of that show don't catch me as much as like better call salt yeah it's like you don't want to rip it off right so you got to like kind of think of something interesting without being like this is exactly what breaking or breaking bad or better call Saul would do yeah but so maybe that's like the struggle they might have because in- inherently from episode one they got tons of breaking bad comparisons yeah and uh, so, yeah, that's a hard yeah, hard path to trot on your own. So, yeah. So I, I guess overall is what I'm saying. Like this episode, because it's less action heavy or less like that. That's that's what caught me a lot in this episode. Remember, I said like it's just I feel like this is an episode that just kind of happened. Yeah. And, but like because of that, like I'll, I'll see. even. It's more like things. the junk food episode. It's all yeah. the superficial stuff. It's not really meaty. It's not really nutritional. Right. 
Um, like I, I made the comment, there's all these auto focus things. Like everybody's out of focus. Yeah, exactly. And it comes into focus. There's that one we made a joke because we're always saying smash cut or star wipe or whatever. But yeah. they do like a like a, a f- like they go out of focus, then back into focus in the next scene, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like a lot of superficial stuff is really cool. The music is interesting. This episode, I don't really care for the musical choices mm-hmm. as we talked about. It's more of an eye candy episode, I guess. Yeah, eye, eye candy oh, and ear candy. It's it's more of an easy listening episode than it is hard rock. There you go. I would say. What's rock? Crap rock? What's rock? Crap. When, was it Gus? It's like, that's why we set it up this way. And I was like, set it up this way? You built a fucking tunnel between two houses. <laughs> We're talking about set it up. Th- and you've done that since Lala was supposed to be killed? <laughs> what? I mean, I understand you built the whole bunker under the laundromat. Right. I mean, so you you know you hire like construction guys from Germany to build these mm-hmm. amazing things real quick. But I mean, that's yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm not a fan of the tunnel. Just the I could see if it went like like to the house next door. If this was not so grounded in reality in every other aspect, I'd let it slide. Yeah. But everything else has been pretty goddamn realistic. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. It's it's, it's based in it's a realistic tone. Right. But something about the tunnel under the street yeah. that's only like it's, that's that you little... can access from a normal depth basement. Is, right, exactly. Is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> fucking weird to me. Well, they didn't show us how many stairs Gus went down. Well, he walked down the basement, opened up a shelf, and then but he how walked far, straight tunnel. How far to the basement? Did we see him walk to the basement? Yeah, because it had a camera shot of oh. him walking down the stairs and then turning past the washing machines. And then he pushes on the shelf where his laundry baskets are. I forgot that. Yep, see? Oh, yeah, and the Gus says we're going out. Yeah. That's nice. Probably take him out to a dinner. Yeah. Probably for some chicken. <laughs> you know, hanging with the boys. He loves the boys, remember? That's right. That's what's inscribed on the... No, that's Werner. Yeah, I know, but like... Werner gets love from the boys. Yes, he does. Let's hear it for the boys. Let's hear it for the boys. They're going to show up. Well, one of them already shows up in the later on. But so yeah, then we they... see uh, the, the uh, washing machine opening up, kind of a cool angle up the ladder. Into the underground bunker. So, I'm not really sure what this scene was supposed to do. I don't know if he thought Lalo was hiding down there, or he's... It's obviously that he's setting up a trap of some type to get Lalo down there so he can kill him. Right. Because he plants the gun in the uh, tread of the tractor. Uh, Just to point out, though, that took uh, three minutes and 33 seconds, that entire scene. That entire scene was three minutes and 33 seconds? Uh, By my count, yeah. I had the stopwatch going. Oh, nice. So... But back to your electricity thing. That's what I was talking the when you when you notice how the electricity was buzzing. Uh-huh. And then for some reason he picks up the extension cord. I don't know why he twisted the extension cord. So those those are locking, those are twist lock extension cords. Are they really? Yeah, we oh, use okay. those all the time with the uh, with the live sound setups mm. that I that I do in theater work. So yeah, they 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 go in and they twist to lock. So it's like a heavy duty thing. So maybe it was like uh and I think the neutral is the one with the locking tab. Oh. So maybe I'll have to take that as a troubleshooting tip next time I'm working at the theater. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What are, what are you doing with your phone there, guy? I was going to do something. You were going to do something with your phone? Yeah, I made a joke about it earlier. Okay. I was going to give the intimate details of the 35G oh. John Deere tractor. <laughs> should have had that queued up. Yeah, I should have had it queued up. No, somebody made a joke about how we focus too much on the minutia of things and not, and we miss entire plot points. So I was going to read the entire description of the 35G John Deere tractor. Right. They felt it was important enough to put it in the camera shot. Right, several times. Yeah. But that's where he hid the gun, which I'm glad they finally did something with the gun because I thought yeah. it was weird that he kept pulling they up kept his pant leg. referencing it yeah. like he was going to do something. Now, I was wondering, like, he obviously doesn't use it on himself. Like, I thought that was awkward. Like, so the first time they showed him with the gun, like, an episode or two ago, 
He like takes it off as he's changing his clothes, and then he kind of like <laughs> it's like okay, so Gus is strapped, cool. Yeah, he kind of like you know holding it, and he's like contemplatively looking at his gun, and then he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, and puts it back on. Uh-huh. I was like, is there, is there are they trying to like insinuate that he's going to commit suicide? But then there's another scene where like he changes again, he pulls up his pant leg, make mm-hmm. sure he has the gun there. Right. right, and now he spends three minutes and thirty three seconds in the bunker, and he plants that gun in the tire tread of the tractor. This is all just to make us feel sad about Warner again. Mm-hmm. I'm still sad about Warner. Yeah, well, you know who's also sad about Warner? Warner, his wife. <laughs> which, so, so which, she doesn't even know how to spell Margaret. Right. <laughs> so lame. Germans. So lame of them. Gonna add all these extra letters and syllables. So my thoughts on this scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner wife is at a bar. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, some younger adults who are playing a trivia game. I thought uh, one of those was one of the workers. Maybe I guess not. No, I thought it was like just two random kids, and she was eavesdropping, just in there uh, having a moment to herself, and then she overheard them talking about Sally Ride. Uh-huh. She corrects them. They don't take it. They answer Sally Ride anyway, and mm-hmm. then they're incorrect. Right. And then it plays like uh, uh, very obviously like incorrect video game noises. Uh huh. Like, beep, beep, beep. right. <laughs> that always bugs me too in movies when, when people play video games and they mm-hmm. have to like swing the controller all over, like uh-huh. to hit the jump button. And then it's always like, like the, it could be like the most high, obviously in this one, it wasn't, but like, it could be like the most high tech video game ever. And it'll still have like Pac-Man esque. Yeah. Right. <laughs> noises. And that's kind of like, like stock video game sounds. Right. From yeah. A, so, from a- so. That kind of yeah. caught me off guard. For all I know, that's a real game. And that's really what the sound effects are. Maybe. I thought but, it was like a how you, who wants to be a millionaire kind of a thing. Yeah, it seemed like that, right? Yeah. Um, but apparently Lalo is able from Mexico to track down Warner, wife. But I'm not even sure he knows who Warner is. He met Mike in right. the bunker. But how did he put that together? Right. And then to Am find... I missing something? Like I don't uh, know. That may have been something we forgot, but like I I cause I he he met Mike and he knows that the bunker's there. Uh-huh. But I don't know how he pieced together, like, all right, I'm in Mexico. Was he fo- he wasn't following Mike? I don't know. Right? It's interesting. Very interesting. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about how he even knew about warner let alone how he knew to meet his wife in a bar in germany right. he's, at a, that he's time a mexican night. cartel that uh, does does deals in new mexico where right. they have an underground bunker under a laundromat uh-huh. that mike was in charge of getting dug right and the only people who can dig underground bunkers under laundromats is german people right and so there's only one bar in germany right so that's how he got there and of course <laughs> <laughs> just happens to be there at the time when Warner's wife was having a glass of wine. Right I mean, he was obviously following her and, you know, set that up, but it just seemed like really odd. Wait, no, he wouldn't have followed her. Cause then he would have known where she lived, but he went to the bar to meet her. So he could follow her home, walk home with her to find out where she lives. Right. He just appeared in the bar. Like, right. So halfway, he wasn't literally follow- halfway across the world from Mexico. So is that what I have to talk to my buddy, uh, another Brian? Who does frequent uh, trips to Germany for work? Uh-huh. I was asking the next time he goes, like, do you just like get in the airport? Like, where's the the bar? Right. Yeah. Like, you have one bar. 
Like you have one bar here, right? <laughs> that's public like, housing. Is that, that's why they have Oktoberfest. So like that way, the whole country turns into a bar. Right. So finally, you can drink in more than one spot. I mean, I hope that maybe maybe they'll go into depth of how that all worked out, but like, <laughs> or maybe I missed something really major, which is, is I don't think so. One hundred percent possible. I just thought it was really odd that she was sitting at the bar and Lalo walks in. As far as I know, here's Lalo's here's Lalo's path so far this season. Uh, escapes getting murdered, mm-hmm. murders people. Goes to escape into Mexico. Goes to escape into the United States. Changes his mind. Murders people. Leaves. And ends up in Germany. Right. I have no other in between details because right. I don't think we have any. Right. I can even buy that he's charming and handsome and all that. Oh, he's can, very charming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And can like can like hold a conversation with yeah with the widow Warner. Oh, he totally could have got it in if he wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that would be uh, C's Wollen Fucking. <laughs> He's gonna give her the Wiener Schnitzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd that's be, right. With extra yeah. fromage. Wait, mm-hmm. that's French. So well, he's gonna he's gonna put it in her cave dwelling. Yeah, the the wapa wapa her hole in one who hole in one or hole in one again. The hole in one again. He's gonna put his hole in one. Put it in her hole once again. Once again. So I just thought that was really odd. Yeah, that's that's more, yeah. It's more of that suspension and disbelief because I just said how realistic everything is, and we just spent twenty minutes talking yeah, about they, they just kind of yada yada this is they yada yada over that part right the be- they yada yada over the best part yep so but he did find out where she lives breaks in does the the whole thing with the dog you thought he was gonna kill her yeah well they made the comment about in another life you know yeah because he's like I have to leave tomorrow and she's like well then in another life because it's not like he could you know maybe book another ticket in a year or two or you know later right. on in this life. You know, because people you know, apparently only get one trip to a country. That's it. And then you have to that's leave. You never come back. Yep. So, yeah. You're going to Ireland life. in two months, and they said, that's it. You get yeah, one. That's right. Everybody gets one. You better see all the castles now. That's it. Yep. You better go on a castle tour and send me pictures, by the way. Uh, we're going to Blarney, the Blarney Castle. Oh, you got to do the, the You're going to kiss the Blarney Stone? Yeah. It's COVID, man. You can't kiss Blarney I give no fucks about COVID. You wipe it down with a Lysol wipe. Yeah, I'll, I'll, like, bring, like, hand sanitizer. I'll be that asshole. Where's the locks? That's Amsterdam. Where's the locks on the canal? The love locks. It's like a chain link fence. You buy a lock. And oh, yeah. Lock I think that's like in France. I don't know. There's okay. a few places. I was thinking that was Ireland for some reason. Yeah. No, just we're we're flying stuff. into Dublin and we have like a road trip for the week. Nice. Around the country. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's seriously a life goal of mine to do a castle tour of Europe. Yeah. We're, we're going to do some uh, some castles, I think, like that. We, so we have a very, very vague itinerary. We just booked. The thing is, Ireland's like the size of Indiana. So right, <laughs> like, it's yeah. pretty easy to figure out where you can be the next yeah. night, you know? It's so hard for us stupid Americans to realize. Well, my my friend, when he got married to a woman from Sweden, all the Swedish family, when they came over, you know, I was hanging out and drinking with them. And they're like, huh. God, we're just amazed. Like, like we're nowhere near Chicago. Because we were, like, in Champaign, which is, like, south-central Illinois. Three hours from Chicago. Yeah, yeah and they're like, they're like, we didn't understand America was that big. And I'm like, yeah, because, like, to you guys, you can literally go from Spain to fucking Italy, right. and to France, all in one day if you really wanted to, like depending on how you cross the borders. Right. I'm like, but here, it'll take you fucking like nine hours to drive from like the top of Illinois all the way to Kentucky. Exactly. It'll take you all fucking, you know, it takes over 24 hours to drive the length of California. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was, I was watching a video with somebody, you know, talking about socialist ideals or whatever and they always bring up Europe and they're like, yeah, but you know, Europe has all like, you know, blah, 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 this and, and public transportation. And I'm like, it's because Europe's like packed together. Like you got to cross Nebraska, you know, <laughs> right. like, over here. Like we're in the Midwest, which means it's like it's Chicago's that way, and that way's cornfields. 
Right, yeah. You know, you're from one side of the country to another, like you literally have to pass through two major mountain chains of desert. Yeah, like our (laughs) our idea of mass transit was an uh, interstate highway system. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That you still have to drive yourself. Right. And anybody who's ever drove through like Kansas and Nebraska. uh, I haven't, but I've done I've done forty. So Missouri through Oklahoma to the top part of New Mexico. Which you all know what happened in New Mexico. It's just flat and straight. It's boring until you get to Arizona. So so that was a little weird. Hopefully they explain. I mean, they yeah. don't know us to explain. I just thought that was a little odd. It was a little odd. But then to, to circle back in a few minutes, uh, yes, I thought that he was going to kill her. That was a fake out. I got upset when he started putting the silencer on the gun. Half because silencers don't work, and that's a movie trope, and half because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to use it on her. And I was like, dogs are stupid because all the dog did was get her killed. Yeah. I'm but, not even a big gun person, but two things that always pisses me off about guns and movies is that silencers do not sound like that. Right. And uh, you don't rack a shotgun before you shoot it. Right. You That expels the empty shell. <laughs> right. So if you racked it, it would if it worked like that, it would pop the, the But, it, man, it's, such, it's so cool, though. Yeah. My name... Is Horace, and I'm very, I'm pretty sure in real life somebody cocks, a, you know, racks a shotgun behind me. I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, because right. everybody just universally knows that noise. You yeah. Know? And if anybody but, can identify the movie I just referenced, if you leave a comment about the movie I just referenced, I don't have a prize. Dave will send you, you. two dollars. All right, maybe I, I should, maybe I should do stuff like write somebody a song. There you go. Like you get a, a one verse of a song, or I'll there you go. Do a All right, so that's the deal. You. Yeah. First person to reference that movie, Dave. I will, I, will, I will write a song with your with your name or Twitter Twitter handle or whatever you, there you comment go. as. There you go. There you go. My name is Horace. All right. So overall, so uh, overall, boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say boring. It's just kind of like like I said. It's it's easy listening when most of the time yeah. it's hard rock. Oh, I also wanted to say that I thought it was funny that Lalo spoke Spanish to the dog. When mm. dogs clearly, that dog clearly speaks German. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's, it might just be multilingual. Well, you know. But yeah, a lot of super, but there's there's things. I mean, I think the PI following Jimmy is going to lead to some stuff. So that was pretty important. Mm. I think Kim's having that conversation with Viola, even though it was to find out information about Sandpiper. I think she's going to give up on Sandpiper and start mm. her own thing. And then, yeah, Lalo taking the ruler. We also didn't mention he, took, he takes the slide ruler and he's going to try and track down the crew. I don't think he took it. I he thought looked, he took it. No, he picked it up. Okay. Because it caught his eye. He picked uh-huh. it up. He saw the green sticker underneath, and then okay. I think he set it back and then uh, escaped through the window. Either way, he's going to go probably track down the maker of that to see who ordered it. And last time he went to a place to see who ordered it, killed the guy that worked there. That's true. So we may see another senseless killing on Lalo's part. Although... God, that guy's so cool. Jeremy knows all about senseless killings. He's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) With that, hit us up on Twitter, ISGM Podcast. Send us an email, nothingimportantpodcast at gmail.com. And I know we owe you guys a listener correspondence. That might be something good to do during the breaks. Yeah. Our schedules are getting so hard. It's it's crazy. I've, uh, the, the old guys at, I don't even know if I mentioned to, Self-flagellate a little bit. I got sworn in as an official stagehand union member a couple Whoa, weeks ago. Big baller. And uh, a couple of the old guys are, are sick right now, so I've been I've been covering and, and taking on more shifts. So I, that's why our episodes are coming out on Thursdays and Fridays. And yeah, I apologize. All right. So good episode. Not the most exciting, but good episode nonetheless. But Not still my entertaining. least favorite episode. Not my least favorite episode. It's still highly entertaining. I love the fight. I, I think it's awesome. 
I think that was exactly how that would have gone down. If mm-hmm. it would have been a big knockdown, drag out brawl, that probably would have just no. been a little too much for it's me. That, that, see, that's where when we talk about these things that are hard to believe, then they give us scenes like that where it's like, well, that's totally how that would happen. Yeah, that's totally how that would happen. In fact, I'm not even sure it would last that long in real life right. for two 40-year-olds to decide to box each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the beauty of combat sports. You find out a lot about yourself when you try them. Hey, man. <laughs> it's like... I don't know who wrote it, but Fight Club said how much you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight. All right, and with that, Dave. Call it idiots, call it geniuses, whatever, just call it.